Get Haunted with your host, Matt Strong and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode 81. I've missed you guys. I Natalia is back, everyone. Natalia is back from the dead. I know. She had the COVIDs. I, I'm actually very interested if you can share, if you want to yeah, share what it was like. Yeah. Um, okay. So I got, well, first of all, I want to clarify something. You guys are probably like, what do you mean you're back? You were back in episode 80.5 listener stories, which is true, but I wasn't in the studio. Oh, so that's we're true. back in the studio yes. right now. So to me, this is a new chapter in my life and you guys- We're moving no forward. Yeah. Okay. So COVID. Um, my partner, Cody, he started feeling sick and thought we thought maybe he probably didn't have COVID because you just like you're in denial. You yeah, know? yeah. You're like, it's not anything like it's probably it's, just it's allergies. The flu. Yeah, it's the flu, even though it's summer, whatever it is. <laughs> and then I didn't feel sick at all. So I was like, I'm good. Like, everything's good. You know, I don't need to, like, worry about this. And it was probably like five or six days that he was feeling lousy. And then all of a sudden I started feeling lousy. And I was like, okay, like, I feel like this is probably COVID, you know, right? like, what else would it be? Yeah. But it wasn't for me, it was like flu like symptoms. Like I just had a rolling fever and I was just really fatigued and in bed. But for him, he literally had diarrhea and vomiting at the same time. God, what a nightmare. I know. And then he ended up getting pneumonia and had to go to the hospital. And so we had to call my mom and she flew in from Texas and helped us take care of the baby, which was honestly great. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you would have done it because weren't you like bedridden for a few days? Yeah, we both were. So Cody told me to call my mom because I was like, can you go make the baby like a bottle right now? I'm like changing his diaper like to just like have the bottle ready because Enzo is very demanding. So he like starts screaming very quickly. If you Mm -hmm. don't get like his shit ready on time, he's he's like, come on, people, let's go. Yeah. Like I know my routine. I don't know what your problem is, but I've been ready. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like get it together, you stupid fucks. (laughs) So I'm like, can you go make a bottle, Cody? And Cody's like, I seriously, I can't I cannot get out of bed like I can't do it. And he's like, I think you need to call your mom. And I was like, God, of course he would say that to get out of making a Men, bottle for the right? baby. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like, you're like, I just went through fucking childbirth with no painkillers and at home yeah. water birth. And you're sitting here telling me that your little cold I is know, like too right? extreme to make the baby a bottle. I know. Yeah. That's exactly that's, that's what exactly I That's exactly what would be going through my mind. Too. Yeah. And so I also thought he was just being a pussy and yeah. he was just like, you know, like I was like gaslighting him about his yeah. COVID. Like you don't even have anything like just right. pull it together. Right. So, but I called my mom because I was like, okay, if he's going to be like puss out on his responsibilities, like I need someone to help. Then he just got really sick and had to go to the hospital and they like confirmed it with a chest scan that he had pneumonia. It's called walking pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And uh, they gave him some antibiotics and he was fine. But the hospitals right now are fucking horrible. Are they really? I don't know if it was just because we were in L.A. And I feel like in L.A. there's just a higher volume of people and therefore more of those people suck. So that could very well be. Right. So like when you're in a public place, there's a good possibility that you're going to run into some people that suck. Right. So there was a lot of people at the hospital that suck. Like just, you know, people with just fucking dead soul haunted energy. Like, I don't know how else to explain explain it. If you live in a big city and you've been to like a public hospital or like something like that you you probably just know you what i'm talking it. about yeah. right like this per- well, if everyone's I got up and overworked the underpaid yeah uh there's people in the you know what drives me crazy and i know this is a conversation for another time but people who are in the er that don't need to be in the er it's yeah. like 
oh, I <laughs> sprained my ankle, right. but I can walk on it. But for some reason, I'm I in know. the ER at 11 p.m. Like, what are you thinking? Well, there was just a huge spread. There was like people there that probably didn't need to be there. And then there was like someone just covered in blood. <laughs> Sorry. Like, <laughs> Sorry, that's very L.A. I've been to the ER in L.A. before and it's. That's very accurate. There's always a couple people that are vomiting in the waiting yes. room. There's a couple people that are just covered head to toe in blood. And you're like, do you need immediate assistance, sir? So we were just sitting outside. Like, we didn't even want to go in the waiting room because mm -hmm. it was just too haunted in there. There's like people covered in blood. There was like people giving me like incantation eyes. Yeah. There was like just, it was just fucked up energy. Yeah. Yeah. So we were waiting outside and literally across from us, probably like 15 feet across from us, there was a guy that was just throwing up. And then there was like this nurse that came out and she's like, you can't throw up wherever you want. But he was like not excited about it. And yeah. Like he wasn't trying. Trying to ruin her yeah day. and he yeah. was like but he was like you bitch i don't feel well can't you fucking see that bitch oh well that's that's too haunted of energy <laughs> <Right>. that's like <laughs> but then there was another guy who just literally couldn't even park his car oh, no. he, his car was idling and he was running up and he was running in a position that you could just tell he was gonna shit his pants no. and he was like squatting down he was like a young dude no too, oh my god like that's my nightmare and he was just running up and he was like i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna make it and then the guy that's like standing in front of the door that, that like forces you to put on a mask was like you got to put on a mask and the poor guy just huddles down like you know have you seen that scene in bridesmaids, in bridesmaids yeah where she's shitting in the dress in the middle of the street it was exactly that he was no. knelt down like that i don't know if he was shitting or not but he oh, put the my mask heart on goes out to that guy and then he got up and ran inside but i'm sure there was it was there not was good residue yeah <laughs> i mean i know man you know uh, i feel for him if you've ever had uncontrollable diarrhea yeah. it's like a miracle first okay i can't have gluten and i every once in a while i'll gaslight myself and right. be like yes you can yeah like you dumb bitch like go <laughs> eat a fucking grilled cheese and i'll do it and then immediately just, just uncontrollable diarrhea oh no and so i've learned that when i have those gaslight feelings yeah. i can't do it in public i have to be in my house right. because eventually disaster will strike it's and it's a safe. matter of seconds it's a oh, second it's matter of sec it's like you start to feel the rumbling in your stomach and you're like, oh, shit. And then you just have to run straight into the bathroom. Dude, that's why you don't like flying, I bet. Because there's well, a possibility that you could have uncontrollable that I could diarrhea on an airplane. airplane. Wow. That adds a whole other <laughs> layer of nightmare. I think I also just don't like flying because, one, I'm not in control. Right. Two, uh, humans aren't meant to fly. <laughs> Three... <laughs> Uh, it's a confined space. Yeah. Which, so it's just like every nightmare scenario in yeah. one. Also, we've covered so many plane crashes on this show. I know. That I just, I can't, I can't do it. I, I understand. I went to a. I don't understand, yeah. but I sympathize. You get it. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll allow you to have that uh, irrational fear. As, as you <laughs> should. You have a fear of deep water. I have a fear yeah. of most things. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but wait, is that the end of your COVID story? Because I have a confined space story afterwards. Oh, so oh, keep great. going. Yeah, you guys stay tuned if you want to hear the these confined space stories yeah, and COVID disaster stories. Yeah. So, uh, no, that's basically how it ended. He ended up going into the hospital, and then I, you know, just was the, I didn't need to. I got better. I, you guys, I walked COVID off to be honest. Like, <laughs> it really wasn't for me. I think I was just one of those people where it really just didn't hit me hard. Like, yeah. I know yeah. it's a crapshoot. It's like every person's different. So. Or did it? And I just didn't know because I had just given birth. And I was Honestly, like, fuck this. A like, mother's walking strength is unmatched. <laughs> so that would not surprise me. Your body is just like 
just now getting out of the shock of right. like being ripped apart temporarily yeah. and then putting itself back together. It definitely and so is. it was like, eh. Yeah. It's a 103 degree fever. Can't breathe. Eh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like I'm I'm at least I've got a bed to lay in. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. At least there's not a human coming, coming out, out of my yes. pelvis right now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, well what's your I'm confined- very glad that you guys are better. Thank you. Yeah, yes. we both healed beautifully. Um, I know that that's not the case for a lot of people. So my heart goes out to those people who have lost friends or family uh, during this pandemic. Um, not trying to make light of the situation. No. Yeah. Um, if you're new to our podcast, we cover haunted shit. Yeah. That includes personal haunted shit that we like to call personal hauntings. And yes. that could range, range from we saw a UFO in the sky mm-hmm. to... I shit my pants. So it's really a wide range of hauntings. Right. And this was Natalia's personal haunting. Yes. Yes. But I'm back, you guys. Hell yeah. Back, back and than better ever. than ever. Yeah. yeah. So now let me tell you my personal haunting because yes. it has to do with a confined space. Oh, God. I got a brain MRI two days ago. Yeah. Okay. One thing. Alyssa, like, you guys, whenever she comes out and says she has, like, chronic illness or anything like that, or she's telling me for the first time, too. So I don't know how you want me to respond to this. Like, do you want me to be like, that fucking sucks? Like, no, why? No, because that makes it awkward. Okay. Just, yeah. It's fine. Okay. So I got a brain <laughs> that's not the point of the story the point of the story is not oh my god like you got a brain MRI are you dying that's not the point the point is it was a confined space okay and it was haunted as fuck I have had MRIs before I've had cat scans before I have never had a brain MRI before and knowing that I don't like confined spaces I made an appointment for an open MRI which is very misleading yeah if that was an open MRI I shudder to think what a closed MRI is you just take Xanax before that don't you I was thinking about it because I do have um they don't give it to you you have to like give get a special prescription and it's just like a whole to do I do have a Xanax prescription for when I fly but if anyone in here has a controlled substance um, prescription, you know how hard it is to get it refilled. So I literally don't use it unless yeah. I'm actively flying. Right. So I was like, I can handle it. It's an open MRI. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It's going to be fine. No, it was haunted. The only thing open about it was that if you look down, sorry, there's a fly in here. So if my voice is going in and out, yeah, it's because I'm you. moving all around. I think you're making it worse. I think I am too. <laughs> I think maybe I just smell or I'm also drinking a Red Bull, which is the most haunted of beverages. So they might be attracted to yes. the sugar. But the only thing open about the open MRI machine was if you looked down your feet were out of the machine. Mm. Yeah, it's like you a tube, right? It's a tube. It's a tube, and then there's like a scan thing that goes in circles around Over the tube. Your head. Yeah, and they hold your head into place with this like thing. It looks like a medieval torture device. It holds your head down because if you move, then it's not a clear scan. Right. Okay, so that, but that's only part of my personal haunting. So you know how on this show we're always talking about haunted nudes, which is just like an yeah. x-ray? I have my brain MRI Oh my here. god, let's see. Okay. Put it up there. I can't put it up there, but I can show you. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Do you want to describe this to the audience? Yeah, you guys. I'm looking at a profile. It's like profile view of Alyssa's whole fucking shit. Like, <laughs> there's like a brain, there's a spinal cord. I can see the sinuses in your face. The brain stem? What the fuck? Okay, sorry. I'm looking at this. Actually, if you go here, too, you can even look through because there's all different angles. That's just like oh the craziest God. one. So. I I find looking at things like this of my own just so haunted because you realize that all you are is just some flesh and some fucking weird right. spindly things. Like what? So this is all the different angles of my brain. and You can keep scrolling. 
is yeah oh my god your nuts. eyeballs i know what isn't th- this is the most haunted nude i've ever seen of myself also Alyssa, <gasps> this is so scary how are you how can you look at this and not feel like some weird existential dread oh i did but yeah. also the other like the funny part is though i have a deviated septum and most people like you can't really tell if you're looking at me straight on but yeah. in some of the scans you can see just like how fucking crooked it is on the inside yeah wow that's really crazy well i hope you're not dying no i'm not dying just had to get a, a haunted nude taken. And now we know what the inside of my life looks like. Yeah. And that we're all just sacks of flesh and bones and water. And I know. Man, we're all just going to die someday. I know. And that's really what this experience taught me. <laughs> so That's true. We are. We're all, it's like we're all hanging on by a thread when you really think about it. One thing goes wrong in the body and it's just game over. I think about, this is, you guys, sorry if this is going to be really deep for five seconds. Do we have like three seconds? Yeah, okay. we have time. Um, I think about that often, especially now that I have a son, like the cycle of life, like yeah. how we die and then the next generation comes mm. up and, and then they die and then the next generation it's comes. crazy. And, yeah, how we're all like literally just a ladder. Like this society is just a ladder of dead corpses and you just step on your ancestors oh, to get man. to the next level. But that's like wow. what makes it this beautiful thing, though. In I the guess. Same way. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's better to look at it from a positive point of view. Yeah. Like when you look at an MRI scan of your brain, there are two choices. You can either be like, holy shit, yeah. I am I am not even like real. Right. I'm just like an animatronic I know. like sack of bones. Yeah. Or you can be like, damn, that's crazy. I've made it this far. Like just that being all those an animatronic things- sack yeah. of bones. <laughs> yeah, like all of those things have worked right. for years and years and years in perfect synchronicity. And yeah. I am here. I know. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. It really so is. Definitely two ways to look at it. Leave a comment. Are you guys having existential dread? Maybe I'll post. Yeah. The image of my haunted nude in this photo dump, by the way, at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram if you want to see the photo dump for this episode. Yeah, it really is so much more intimate than like a normal photo. It really is. I was even looking at it and I was like, do I even want people to see this? this? Yeah, like that's so much more intense than like. Right. Me without makeup or me with yeah, like my hair my not done. Soul. Yes. This is like everything that I am. Right. That I've grown. And like without any of my personality and any yes. of my uh accomplishments or, or fears or hopes <sighs> or dreams. This is just my bones and flesh. Yes. It's very crazy. romantic in a way. It is, I guess it is. You know, maybe yeah. I'll get it framed and place it in my bathroom. So it every time think- I'm shitting my brains out after eating gluten, I can be like <laughs> doing this for you yeah i mean to think that you're literally sharing just all that you are like it's sans your ego yeah anything yeah it's just human also it's crazy to think too especially living in such a vapid place like los angeles like damn on the inside we really are all the same which sounds lame as fuck but at the same time like i said it's so much more intimate than like Seeing someone without their Botox or their filler or their makeup or Or their their hair or whatever, the the Instagram filter. Yeah. Yeah, Like no filter can make that less haunted. Yeah, I know. know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Once we start filtering our insides to be like, look at my spleen. It's skinnier than someone else's. Oh, man. That is the next. That's the next level. Also, the way that a brain MRI sounds, it sounds exactly like you're in a haunted house. It's like, no, it it has no rhyme or reason. As I was sitting in there, I was like, wow, this is really the pinnacle of scientific advancement. This is so rudimentary. It just sounds like 
Let me let me make some of the noises right yeah, now. Yeah. Right, like there's hardware in there yes. operating. And it's so loud. They make you put earplugs in. You can still hear it. And what's it doing in there? Is it just a bunch of people drawing? It's a big giant <laughs> magnet. <laughs> It's just a bunch of elves. And they're just drawing like hundreds and hundreds of images. They're just like a sweatshop. That's the pinnacle of scientific advancement. Can someone make some fan art of that? <laughs> it's like uh, someone in a brain MRI or someone in a, in a yeah, yeah, MRI. People, and then we see it. inside it's, it's just a bunch of elves yeah. like, drawing pictures. It just it sounded to me like in The Conjuring, which we recently talked about, where there's just like, you know, the clapping hands oh, and the knocking uh, disembodied knocks on walls and stuff i was like this is just straight up a house for ghosts right <laughs> this is where they put all the ghosts and then somehow an image of my brain comes out i fuck i don't i try not to think too much about science you guys yeah. i didn't use microwave for years all through college i didn't have a microwave <laughs> just because i didn't understand how it worked i knew i knew it like sped up the cells or whatever and yeah, then they yeah. get hotter but i like i couldn't understand it so i just didn't want to use it because i was afraid of it <laughs> fear of the unknown is a real thing yeah but you know what that's what this podcast is all about <laughs> we take <laughs> we take the unknown that may or may not be true. Right. We we deep dive into it and then we spit out what may or may not be true and what may or may not be useful to you guys. I feel like the butterfly effect of this podcast is going to be negative. I don't know how. <laughs> like, I, someone, like we're regressing society. Like, like in the future, we'll be in a history book and it's like, well, we could have had a cure for cancer right. in 2019 but then this fucking podcast started <laughs> and like our most brilliant person started believing in ghosts and yeah, decided exactly. not to go to school <laughs> oh you guys stay in school true. stay in school or, become or, a scientist yeah but also listen to our podcast right at the same time at the same time you can do both we contain can. multitudes yeah yeah women are multifaceted okay and then and well, yeah, and them, that's true. Days. I'm speaking from my personal <laughs> perspective. Right. We're all multifaceted beings. Yes. I've said this before on Twitter. You can be really fucking smart and a business owner and also post a sexual photo on Instagram. Right. We're, we all have we don't have to be just one thing. You can also be super smart and only shit post. That's know? true. You can be super smart and also listen to this podcast. There. There we go. Bringing it full circle. Do you have anything else for personal hauntings this week before I get into our brief housekeeping? Oh, man. No. I feel like if I start talking, I can't stop. So <sighs> That's what you guys didn't hear on the last episode, 80 and a half, but our intro was like 45 minutes long. And as I was editing it, I was like, this is... We can't do this. And I just cut There's it. one part that got cut that I that I want to share with everyone though. Okay, do about, it. Okay, I'll I'll take one second. So on the last listener stories, I told Alyssa how I was nervous that I cheated on my fiance. Oh I yes, went, go ahead. I went to the gym. I was on the elliptical. It was just me and one other person in mm -hmm. the gym. And for, I made it up in my mind that like we were paying attention to each other because I felt like he was staring at me through the through the mirrors. Yes. And so then I was like trying not to pay attention. But because someone was watching that, I thought I was like self-conscious. So I was trying to like impress them. And I bench Go extra hard. Yeah. I bench pressed like 55 pounds, which I haven't done in like years. I'm so sore right now. I was doing like kettlebell swings, like Russian <laughs> split squats, like all of this shit that you guys, I gave birth very recently. Yes, like, this was not long ago. Yeah. And I am so 
fucking sore today. Like I could barely like take care of my baby because I couldn't even lift him because my arms are so sore. <laughs> but then Alyssa was like, so you're asking me if you cheated on your fiance because you made prolonged eye contact with someone? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. You guys, what do you think? Yeah, Is prolonged hey, eye contact? On the scale, you know, because there's a spectrum of cheating. Right. It's not just having sex with someone else. It could be liking someone's Instagram photo. Oh, I don't know. There's now different we've levels. The can of worms. There's different. Some people think that's cheating. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm, I'm saying so different people have different boundaries. My fiance doesn't have social media because I never have to deal with knowing that he likes other women. Or, or like follows like a super <laughs> a hot, hot person, model that I, I could know. never be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. It really is. You're blessed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really quick housekeeping before I forget yeah. because I keep forgetting to talk about this. You guys, we are up for four awards right now. Oh my God. I feel like I have not emphasized this enough. Some people have DM'd being confused saying, I see that you're up for this award. What do you mean there's another award? Is that the one I already voted for? And so I'm afraid that because we're up for four right now, we're not going to get, we might not get any of them because people might only receive half the message. So the two awards shows that we are currently in are called the podcast awards and paranormality magazine awards. Mm Mm-hmm. We are nominated in two categories for each of those award shows. If you want to vote in the podcast awards, it's called the People's Choice Podcast Awards. The website is www.podcastawards.com. And we are up for two categories in there. Damn it, can't think of it off the top of my it's, head. It's uh, Best Female That's host, right. Hosted and then Best Ghost Stories Hosted. No, it's Best Female Hosted Podcast and Best Comedy okay. Podcast for the podcast awards. The voting for that is really fucking weird. Basically, if you voted for us during the nomination period of that award show, you should have gotten an email. But for some people, it went to spam and they chose a certain number of accounts to vote for the final thing because they're trying to avoid people that like spam or bot votes. So the first voting was really just taking a pool of people to cast a lottery for who actually gets to vote. Yes. So just to be safe, if you think you voted, try to vote again. Yeah, that's it. Try to log in. Try to remember what password and email what I have used, and yeah. it'll tell you if you're eligible to vote or not. Then the second one, Paranormality Magazine Awards, you can go to www.bit.ly/para21 or Bitly if you guys know what a Bitly is slash para21, or you can just Google Paranormality Magazine. Yep. It's the only thing that pops up. And that's where we're nominated for Best Paranormal Podcast of the Year, I think, and Best Ghost Story Podcast. You guys, that would be really great if we got that. Because Can you imagine? We're, un- we're trying to hustle right now. Well, unbeknownst to you guys, but I'm about to beknownst to you, there, <laughs> <laughs> there is a woman uh, who wants to represent us as a podcast, so we would have management and like submit us for cool projects and stuff. Yeah. Seems fake to me, but um, who knows? I looked them up, and they're a real they're agency. Legit. We have yeah. some friends represented by them um but yeah it always just seems fake whenever people are interested in us because i'm like it's too easy which we shouldn't why why do we admit this that's the other problem we have we always admit that we're shit on the air and then i'm sure they're listening to us and they're like oh maybe i shouldn't represent we're like convincing people to not take us seriously no they're laughing so hard they're like those girls are so real oh they're so down to earth right now wow (laughs) they misspell stuff in their emails <laughs> They'll hope she sent me the wrong link to the wrong podcast. <laughs> and then the third thing on my housekeeping is you can buy our merch at letsgethaunted.com. Yes. It's going quickly. We have already sold out of um pop sockets, 
the old sweatshirts, the old long sleeve shirts. Yep. We also sold out of the posters I saw. Did we just sell out of We're them? about to restock. We're about to restock yep. on posters. So if you didn't get one, head there ASAP and keep refreshing. And the posters are laminated. So I know if you're like me and you just destroy anything that's not like, you know, bomb proofed. Yeah. Then you're like, why would I get a poster? It's just going to be ruined within five days. Right. Well, this one's not. This one's not because we got them fucking laminated, laminated. in case you're a shit show like us. Yes. <laughs> we also have hot ghoul summer shirts that are about to be restocked because we sold out of those. And we also have some haunted girl summer shirts yep. that we just restocked the 2XL. And they're both really cool. Like yes. My uh, Cody wanted a hot ghoul summer one and I didn't even have to like tell him to. He was just like, oh, can I have one of those? So that's how you know. That it's, that it's good. legit. Yeah, yeah. That people are enjoying it. Yes. I agree. And then we also still have our charity fundraiser going on for the Lupus Foundation of America. We are halfway to our goal. We've raised $500 out of 1000 Natalia and Enzo and I are walking 10 miles in October. Hope oh, to shit. God we can do it. I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> what? Can't get out of 10 it. 10 miles? Can't get out of it. Why did I agree to that? Uh, yeah, you already agreed. <laughs> so bit.ly slash 3HXV as in vulture, T as in Tom, U as in umbrella, P as in penis. And that is the link if you would like to head there. It, all of these links are also going to be in the description of this podcast episode. I always list them in every podcast episode. I just want to say you're doing a great job, Alyssa. Thank you. I'm trying. the glue of this podcast. I'm trying. Just keeping us so organized. I've, I, as I was so in my great. haunted MRI listening to all the banging around me, I was like, what do we need to do for the intro? It's so good. It's got to be X, Y, and Z. And we did it. Yeah. Now the only thing we're missing is donors. Are you ready for, for the donors? Oh, sure. Okay. So this month, I would love to shout out the following donors who help keep this podcast going. If you'd like to make a donation to Let's Get Haunted, since we are currently not running an ad on this episode, you can go to Venmo and Venmo at DogMomUSA or at Nat Strawn. You can also go to coffee.com, K-O.F-I. Dot com slash mm -hmm. let's get haunted. I don't know. Go to Kofi. Just listen to another episode. We look in the it. go in the drop down menu. <laughs> yeah, please. Here are the people who we need to shout out this episode: Maria O, Krista D, Sarah J. It's Red Rum, Sarah B, Stephanie N, Wazim, Samantha C, Adam, Becky A, Mariah and John donated again. That's the couple Thank that you. listens to us together. Thanks, Mariah and John, Malik, Kara H. Samantha P, John and John, who are also partners, and their names are the same but spelled differently, and I just love that oh, for them. Wow, yeah, it's beautiful. Alicia C, Elena B, Leah H, Gwen C, and Bella E. Thank you guys very much. You are you are the glue that keeps us together. Yes, and I would like to thank Rachel G, Karina B, Femi H. Lisa N, Maddie W, and Jacqueline B. Thank you guys so much. And Lisa N donated $50. Thank wow, you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Yes, that's so That's awesome. Amazing. Also, if my voice is still scratchy, you guys, it's because of the bachelorette party. I still have not recovered. Right. It takes me. Alyssa told me she had six months before she could never do something like that ever again. I'm like on the tail end of being able to party at all. Yeah. I feel like we're getting we're getting up there. I know. In well, years. I told I was telling her it's like the fun level is still the same, but the hangover is so much That's worse. That's exactly what it is. I had so much fun at the bachelorette party. That's yeah. not what the problem is. The problem is that my body can no longer keep up. Yeah. Yeah. 
But we'll yeah. see. You know what? I keep thinking maybe in 10 years there's going to be like a shot developed that just makes you young again. Oh, so God. could be horrible. I'm take it. We'll find out what the consequences are of that. <laughs> <laughs> Natalia, are you ready to get into this? I'm so ready. Week's I've episode? been ready. Let's go. But can I can we get these lights to turn off? They're really hot. Yes, perfect. Now we're in woo, the dark woo. like the rats that we are. Yes. Thank you. I'm going to ask you again. Are you ready? I am ready. Thank you for asking for You're my welcome. consent. I Consent is sexy. Consent is important to yes. me. Are you ready to get fucking haunted? I'm fucking ready. For me to ruin Put your, your life. fucking hands okay. up, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> Everyone, buckle the fuck up. Here we go. <clears throat> Sorry. It is often said that humans are more liquid than solid. Oh, God. In fact, up to 60% of the adult human body is made of water. Breaking it down by organ, the role water plays in our existence becomes even more apparent. The brain and heart are composed of 73% water. Muscles and kidneys are 79%. And the lungs contain up to 83%. percent mm. Even bones are composed of 31% water. While the human body can survive without food for up to a month or so, it only takes around three days for a person without access to water to die. As a species, we rely on water for many things. Drinking, washing, cleaning, cooking, recreation, growing our food. We use water to generate electricity, manufacture products, and even to transport people and goods internationally on large ships and barges. Yes, water separates us, large swaths of ocean cutting between continents, but it also unites us. We all rely on water. It is curious, then, that despite our symbiotic relationship with water, much of it remains a mystery to humankind. They cover more than 70% of our planet's surface area, Yet more than 80% of Earth's oceans are unmapped, unobserved, and unexplored. There are many factors that inhibit our ability to fully explore the ocean, but nearly every challenge boils down to a question of physics, Natalia. Mm. According to Dr. Jean Carl Feldman, an oceanographer at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center, the ocean at great depths is characterized by zero visibility extremely cold temperatures, and crushing amounts of pressure. Oh, see? In fact, just seven miles down into the famed Mariana Trench results in the equivalent of the weight of 50 jumbo jets pressing down on your body. Ocean exploration technologies have come a long way with leaps and advancements among both manned and unmanned underwater vehicles. But despite these innovations, a lack of public interest and lack of funding has historically stunted our ability to map, explore, and uncover the majority of our oceans. It must therefore be asked, <laughs> what secrets do Earth's oceans hold? What creatures lurk deep in the dark, highly pressurized crevices of the ocean floor? What might we find if we traveled miles downward, far past where the warming light from our sun can penetrate? In this episode, we will explore a creature rumored to walk the ocean floor. What? Undetected by scientists, but spotted by more and more sailors in recent years. This creature is known as the Ningen. 
I'm sorry, the what? The Ningen. Ningen? N-I-N-G-E-N. The Ningen? The Ningen. What? He walks the ocean floor. How did we see him then? Well, Natalia, first of all, I, I must ask you, have you ever heard of the no, Ningen? No, I have not. Do you, have, do you have a guess of what this might be? The Ningen? Well, it doesn't sound English. You are correct. Is it like Korean or something? You're getting warmer. Is it Japanese? Yes. <gasps> <gasps> Natalia, Natalia loves Japanese folklore. Yes. I am so excited to tell I her do. about this. Wow. I'm super excited. Well, get ready because there's photos and videos that accompany this Are episode. Are you kidding me? No. I'm so excited right now. I cannot wait. Wow. So, Natalia. It is not clear when the first account of the Ningen was reported. Some sources cite the first reported eyewitness of the creatures as taking place in the 1990s, while others claim that the Ningen was first documented all the way back in the late 1950s. While origins are murky, what is not murky is when the creature rose to popularity, for this can be traced back to 2002 when a user posted the following on a popular Japanese message board known as 2Channel. Have you ever heard of two channel, Natalia? No, is it like four chan? Similar. Um, I cannot two, say like the number two. Yes, two channel, and it's all it's mushed together like one word. The number oh, two. That's definitely and channel. A, that's definitely got to be like either predating four chan or, or somehow related. It. Yeah, yeah. There's no way it's not. Um, I tried to find this website, couldn't do it, but I also don't speak Japanese, right. so I think. Probably I just didn't have the proper keyword search, yeah. but I know it exists. It is a an anonymous message board. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's similar Japanese to 4chan. 4chan. Yeah. Okay. The post is translated to English as follows. Quote, I heard that the research whaling surrounding the Antarctic Sea conducted by the Japanese government is not only conducting research on the whales they catch, but also researching and recording whales that they do not catch. In the last few years of research, it is said that, quote, some objects that cannot be officially announced have been witnessed. This information is gained directly from a person involved. These are what is called, among people related to research whaling, hitogata butai, or Mm. human-shaped objects. What? There are several of them, such as one that looks like a human with four limbs and a head, and one that looks as if two humans' upper bodies are joined in the middle. Wait, so they're whaling, mm-hmm. and they're seeing through like whatever methods, through scanning or sonar or something that down, Or with their eyes. Or with their eyes, that there are whales that appear to have a human shape? Yes, correct. Some of them appear to look like just like an actual, sort of like an actual human, you know, with arms and legs. Other ones look like the upper torso of a human with like mm-hmm. a fish tail, kind of like a mermaid. Oh my gosh. And some oh of gosh. them look like just straight out of nightmares, human centipede, except for take two humans, cut them in half, and sew their torsos together. What do, uh, what, do the... What am I trying to say? Do they pull this like up out of the water or do they only see this on a scan? I'm so glad you asked because the poster goes on to say they emerge from the water just like whales. The whole body is white and the size is a few tens of meters long. I heard that nobody had seen such a thing when they were conducting whaling years ago. They are really baffled at it because an official announcement of the object could overturn the credibility of current research whaling. 
They are just recording them, but that does not mean they are vigorously conducting research on them, as they have yet to change their schedule flexibly. The person who told me this story said, quote, You can tell this story, but please keep me anonymous, though I am pretty sure that other people are also telling this story. That's all I heard. Signed, Baito Kun, which translates to part-timer. Mm. As the thread went viral on 2Channel, more and more subgroups dedicated to discussing the Hitogata Butai, or human-shaped objects, uh, formed. And part-timer, the original poster, would pop up from time to time to offer commentary and corrections on discussions that were ongoing. Part-timer identified herself as a woman, and her friend who told her the story of the whale people was dubbed Mr. F. In one instance, users of 2Channel began debating what name they should use when referring to the creatures, with Hitogata, which means human-shaped, emerging as a fan favorite. At this point, part-timer chimed in with more information, revealing to users how Mr. F came to tell her the story. According to an article by Felicity Greenland, published to Shima Journal, Quote, part-timer recounted how Mr. F first told his story. As she was driving him to embark on his next sea voyage, he was singing along to a, a song on the stereo entitled Odoru Dame Ningen by Kiniko Shoujutai. The song's nihilistic refrain repeats the word ningen or human. Hmm. And cued by this, Mr. F remarked, by the way, you didn't know that there are ningen in the Antarctica, did you? When asked if he meant the winter research crew, he answered no and explained, we don't know if it's human or not, but there's a strange being in Antarctica that we call Ningen. Later, he elaborated further, saying, two to three years ago, an unofficial document went around stating, it is decided that henceforth it will be called Hitogata Butai, or human-shaped object, but we all just call it Ningen on the ship. She would then go on to relay Mr. F's description of the Ningen. Quote, it had what looked like two eyes and a mouth-like hole on its face. The posts go on with a back and forth between two-channel users and part-timer. Then, after six days, part-timer disappeared from the thread forever, never to return. Natalia, what is your impression so far of this creature? Well, I, I'm just, I'm pretty baffled right now. <laughs> My mind is going a million places. So we're in the Antarctic? Yes. We're next to Antarctica in the seas surrounding Antarctica. Okay. And there's a, basically a Japanese 4chan post that says that there are whalers in Antarctica that are finding weird, like, humanoid fish things. Yes. Some of them can't explain. are, like, 10 meters long. Oh, longer. Tens longer. of meters. So the, okay. the longest, as we're going to find out shortly, is estimated to be around 80 feet jesus so imagine a blue whale right it's it's comparable to Huge. a blue whale okay and no one knows what these are mm -hmm. and it's and um it's also there's like a, a veil of secrecy about yes. it like the person who knows about it is like don't let anyone know that i told you this but right like you can tell happening. people you can spread the rumor but don't say you heard it from so me. ningen means human yes and that is what the cryptid you're telling me about today is is named yes so people were trying to figure out like what should we refer to this as it's a cryptid we've never heard of before right. so we need to coin a new name and they were discussing, okay, what about human-like creature right. or human-like object or even like a whale, mm -hmm. like human whale. And this user who 
first spread the story comes back onto this thread and says, just to let you know, my friend says that on the ship, they just refer to it as Ningen, which means human. Ugh. So creepy. Super creepy. This is very creepy. I'm very interested, too, because a long time ago, we did an episode about Antarctica. Yes, we did. Natalia did that episode. Yes. The and Nazis in Antarctica, if you guys want to go back and find it. Yeah, and I just feel like Antarctica has so much mystery and haunting surrounding it. Like, no one knows what the fuck's going on down there. That's so true. So I'm very interested. Well. Or up there, depending on where you are. Depending on if you think the Earth is flat, <laughs> it could be. Next to you. Next to you. Yeah. <laughs> Although all of this took place in 2002, and despite part-timers' disappearance from two channels so quickly, the topic continued to be discussed online until well into December of 2003. After that, the topic seemed to lose steam on two channel, but it was revived once more in 2007 when a manga interpretation of the story... Is it manga or manga? Manga. When a manga interpretation of the story was published by author Tink Yoin called Anata no... Shiranai Mikakunin Saibutsu. Or, oh, yeah. Or un- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Or unconfirmed creatures you don't know. Oh, wow. This is going to be great. Yes. Wait, how? Unconfirmed creatures you don't know? Yeah. Like, how can, how? It's not confirmed. And it's we not don't confirmed. Know. But he's taking this or this author. I actually don't know what gender this author is. This author is. They are taking. This story that went viral on Japanese 4chan. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to make a manga out of this. Yeah. Because it's a creature you don't know about. Right. It's it's unknown. It's unconfirmed. I'm going to make a fictionalized version of this story. Okay. Very creative. In November of 2007, author Namiki of Japan's Mew magazine published an article that again rekindled interest in the Ningen. And as an aside, Mew Magazine is similar to Fate Magazine. So remember, okay. we've talked about Fate a couple of times. Yeah. They are basically known for being a magazine that takes, you know, what the mainstream media won't cover. Right. So it's just any sort of paranormal so stuff. Yes, absolutely. We can trust them. <laughs> and most recently, we covered Fate Magazine when we talked about Edward Brian McCleary's Escape from a Sea Monster. So imagine that magazine, but the Japanese version of it. Right. Okay. In this article... Namiki showcases a Google Earth photo of a large, white, unidentifiable object that is seen floating near the ocean's surface. The article described the object as a large, white, limbed figure, 19 meters long, swimming off the coast of Namibia. The article continues. Taking into account its size, it might be a human-shaped monster called Ningen or Hitogata. So, Natalia, I'm going to show you this Google image. Let me, and I want you to describe it because we're not doing a YouTube video to accompany this episode today. So, if you guys want to see these images, you have to go to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram. If you are a blind listener, Natalia is going to describe it to you now in great detail. So, I'm looking at a Google Earth image of just a random place in the ocean, I guess. And it looks like that's an, is that an island or is that a Ningen? They're saying it's a Ningen because it's not a known area where there would be land. Okay. So um, it's just like a white, a large white object. It's It, it kind of looks cylindrical. Okay. You know what? Here's This is how I'm going to describe it to our blind listeners. If you were to take a hot dog <laughs> and then squish it. And so like, yeah. like, or take a banana and then like squish it in your hand. Right. So that it looks kind of just like a long turd. <laughs> That's what this looks like. 
but it's white but it's right? white yeah it's white and, and it's, it's kind of shiny it 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 doesn't look like anything I've ever seen before. Yeah, and it's kind of shiny. It's hard to tell what it is. Yeah, it's def- I mean, it's a Google Earth photo, right? So it's right. from way up in the cosmos. Yeah, so if it's from really far away, this must be huge. It's hard to tell if this is like a fish or this is like an island. Yes, I agree. It's very ambiguous. Namiki then goes on to tell a tale dating all the way back to the 1950s. The story goes that in 1958, Japanese sailors aboard the large icebreaker ship called the Soyamaru encountered a strange being while on an Antarctic no. expedition. What? Specifically, the Soya was on a mission to rescue stranded personnel at the Showa Research Station, which is a permanent Japanese research station located in, in Antarctica. The crew of the Soya were in a race against time with winter fast approaching and tensions on the boat were high. Well, let me just stop you there. And blind. Yeah, go ahead. Um, This is terrifying to me. So why the fuck do people always go on a, a like a journey when it's a race against time? I know. I recently saw this fucking movie on Netflix called like Ice Truckers or something. I can't remember. It was oh a Liam God. Neeson movie. Did you see that? No, but I've seen the preview because I'm up to date on most things Liam Neeson. Yes. I can't remember what it was called. Ice Road Trucks or something. Ice Road It's a show explosion. about... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a show about truckers fighting, basically. Yeah. But it combines drowning because they have to drive on this like frozen lake, but it's like melting. It combines drowning with claustrophobia with... No. It, with with being on a long road trip no. and it's just... <laughs> all terrible fucking things yeah and i i just have to say like the thought of being on some ship and you're trying to go to antarctica but it's about to be like so cold that you're gonna freeze knowing what i know about like the hms terror and like yes. some of the other things we've covered um about like the andes plane disaster you do not want to get stuck without supplies in the middle of winter correct like there's just it just doesn't turn out good for anybody yeah so the stakes are super high yeah. because this ship is going, first of all, this ship is putting their own lives in danger right. in a race against time. And then from the perspective of this crew that's stranded in, in Antarctica without supplies, yes. they're in a they're race against time for the boat to reach them. As well. Yes. But I guess if you really wanted to calm your anxiety and you were in that situation, you would just be like, no matter what, I'm going to be okay because I am just going to eat my, eat. we're going to either eat the people that are there <laughs> that we're going to rescue right. or we're going to eat the people hey, on the boat. You know what? <laughs> the glass is always half full when you're a cannibal. <laughs> that's, wow, that's a great quote yeah. right there. That's a bumper. That should be a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> the glass is always <laughs> half full when you're a cannibal. There's a lot of options. <laughs> As the crew made the treacherous journey through the thick ice and blinding weather, suddenly a sailor called out from one of the decks that they saw a giant rising up from the icy depths of the Southern Ocean. As more crew members ran to look, what they saw struck fear to their very core. The creature was pure white and blubbery like a whale, measuring up to 60 meters by some accounts. Wait, hold on a second. They this, they actually saw this? Yes. They saw for real. Okay. This expedition, I, I understand what you're asking me. This expedition is a real thing that happened yes. that is in the history books. This story mm-hmm. of something that a, that the sailors saw. No, no, no. That the sailors saw. This did not make it into the history books, but right. it is a story that's been passed down amongst sailors' families. Right. And then finally someone wrote into this equivalent of Fate magazine. Right. Okay. And then this author or publisher associated with Fate magazine 
did their own write-up of this right. letter they received. So the original sailors didn't publish this in the report because they were like... They were like, fuck that. Yeah, they're yeah. like, this is going to make it more complicated. I don't yeah. want to lose my job because I saw... I saw naked. some fucked up shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 60 meters by some accounts, but where the fins of a whale should be, long arm-like appendages hung clumsily from its sides. Gross. Bending in ways that a human arm does not Gross. Bend but with what resembled clumsy, rudimentary hands on the ends. Gross. Where the head of the creature should be were two dark, vacuous eyes. No pupil or iris were present. The eyes were simply shiny black holes of nothingness. What the hell? There was no nose and a gaping, snagged slash that might resemble something of a mouth, was displayed at an angle underneath the eyes, and Ugh. the creature let out an incomprehensible howl. Although the crew members were terrified, they knew that they were on a very important rescue mission that could not fail. The whole nation was aware of the stranded research team, and failure to bring back the team was not an option. The captain of the ship advised his men to push onward and ignore the creature as best as they could. The white, blubbery, human-like creature followed the icebreaker for nearly an hour, but then disappeared as quickly as it had arrived, sinking below the dark waves. For its part, the crew of the Soya did have a successful mission, rescuing all of the researchers. However, the ship was not able to rescue the 15 huskies that were also (gasps) stranded at the station. No, I hate you. Why did you tell me this story? I know. This has nothing to do with the Ningen, but I had to throw this in here. Interestingly, when the ship returned the following spring, nearly 11 months after the rescue mission, they discovered that two of the dogs, named Taro and Jiro, had survived despite being abandoned outdoors chained to the ice in Antarctica in the dead of winter. They survived on the chain? They survived. I don't know if they broke loose from the chains. I don't know what. But when they left the dogs, they had chained them up to the research facility right. and left like as much food as they had left, yeah. as much dog food as they had left. And then they bounced and they were unable to return until next spring. And so they're expecting all the dogs to be dead. Right. When they come back, these two dogs two are still life. alive. Wow. These dogs soon became famous in Japan for their fortitude. And a movie was released worldwide about them. Disney- Ape Below? Yes! It's Ape Below! It's I was just about to bring Ape Below up. Oh my God. If you guys want to cry your fucking eyes it's out. It's Ape Below. Ape Below. It's a great movie. It'll also turn you into a husky girl, which is like a horse girl. But which, and Natalia has a husky. <laughs> and so I was about to say, Disney even made their own rendition of the story called Eight Below. With Again, Paul Walker. Yes. This doesn't have anything to do with the Ningen, but kind of it does because yeah. they spotted a Ningen on the way to this Eight Below scenario. Right. So I wanted to show you pictures of the Soya icebreaker ship yes. that spotted this Ningen. And I also want to show you a picture of Taro and Jiro, the Huskies. Yeah. You know, side note, if we have any, like, Antarctican, what, what is that? Researchers from the Antarctic or yeah. that go there that listen to this podcast, I would love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Ningen? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, my God. This is incredible. So I'm looking at, th- those are the dogs that survived? Yes. Okay. So these are not Huskies. These, they're they're, they're like a, Bernese Mountain Dogs or something. No, it's a special breed of Husky that I don't remember. It's like a Japanese Husky. They oh, had wow. A, they had a really long name in Japanese that I couldn't understand, so I just put Husky. It's so cute. It looks like a bear. It's adorable. Um. Okay. And then the next photo I'm looking at is the icebreaker ship. Wow. Okay, this is just a giant ship. What makes it an icebreaker ship? Is it like the ice? How do they break the ice? 
You know, that's a good question that I did not research, but I do know that these ships are able to like cut through ice. Although this ship did get trapped at one point and like a Russian ship had, and a Russian icebreaker had to come break it out of the ice. So it's kind of like a tow oh, wow. truck breaking down and then another tow truck has, has to come good, and yeah. like tow it away. Right. It's a similar idea. Yeah. If anyone has any sort of um, knowledge about these like deep, like ocean frozen lifestyles i'm very interested in it it's very scary to me too. yeah i just feel like it's all like john carpenter's the thing yeah you know, down there it's like it's very unknown very like very weird i'm not comfortable with it creepy it gives me well you have a fear of deep, deep ocean waters. right yeah yes. so this is like the deepest most unexplored of waters it's so horrible. and then there's just this blubbery whale human coming up with its snaggle mouth it's hurting howling at you soul. with its with its deep, vacuous eyes. Uh, yeah, deep, vacuous eyes. And why is its mouth crooked? Because it's just an abomination. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. And if you guys ever go to Japan, or if you're a Japanese listener, you probably already know this, but the soya is has since been turned into a museum. So you can actually oh, walk wow. aboard the soya, and it has like displays from the Antarctic missions. Oh, and wow. it, it also was a ship. It did a lot of things. It was like active in World War II. So oh it's been repurposed for a lot of different things. Hot ship girl summer. Absolutely. <laughs> Just saying girl summer after, after any anything, word is it's hilarious. Like hot ningen girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> Snaggletooth summer or whatever. Yeah. The hot vacuous eyes. <laughs> hot vacuous eyes summer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The following year, in April of 2008, Mew Magazine ran another article about the Ningen, this time relating the story to a folktale anthology that was published in the year 794. Does what? this year make you mad, Natalia? Natalia does not like ancient years. What do you mean, 794? Apparently, this anthology started in 794 and ended in 11-something. I didn't write down the ending date, but it's an anthology, so it's like kind of like an like an epic, right? right. It's like there's all these stories that are part of the same story right. that have gone on for thousands of years. It is making me irrationally angry. Yes, as it, as it should. Thinking about it. So the name of this folktale anthology is called Konjaku Monagata Rishu. Mm -hmm. And chapter 17 of the anthology relates how the leader of Ibaragi Prefecture was informed of a large white feminine creature washed up on the beach. What is feminine about it? I, apparently, maybe it had titties. We're not sure. <laughs> In the tale, the head of the prefecture decides to go... <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, continue. In the tale, the head of the prefecture decides to go against <laughs> protocol and not report the issue to his superiors in order to avoid mass hysteria on right. behalf of the I public. I saw a giant titty fish. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, by ignoring the issue, crowds of locals and news personnel flock to the beach to see the creature when the stench of its rotting corpse alerts locals to the discovery. Okay. Well, so they did they pick pictures? This is from the year 794. Oh. The camera has not been invented. Damn it. This is just This is why I hate these kinds of Yeah, years. these years are just it's like did it what happen? A waste. Were we even alive in <laughs> yeah. 794 or right? were we still fish in the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we were alive, but there were no cameras, so Pixar it didn't happen. Mew magazine went on to draw comparisons between the Ningen and the Umi Bozu 
a yokai or ghost or mm. paranormal entity from Japanese folklore. So if you guys aren't familiar with yokai, Natalia did a great yes. episode on Japanese yokai, Japanese urban legends, and you can go back and find that because I believe it's titled Japanese yes. Urban Legends. Yeah. The umibozu is a sea spirit mm -hmm. that has been spotted many times throughout Japanese history, normally appearing to sailors on calm seas just before a storm breaks out. The umibozu either breaks the ship immediately or demands a bucket or barrel from the sailors before proceeding to drown them. Well, the only way you have a lot of questions, I have a lot of questions. They were not answered. So I'm just going to tell you the only way to escape an umibozu is to give it a barrel that has no bottom and sail away while it is confused. Oh, this is a stupid ass ghost. This is, yeah. <laughs> Mew magazine plus that's what it says you just punch out the bottom of a barrel and be like here oh here's your barrel actually remember my hedgehog kiki yes kiki if you gave her a like toilet paper roll she would yes. put her head in it and not come out of it yeah because she's just trying to get to the other side so it's like a hedgehog seaghost yeah i think yeah. so and it's just that's what it is we there's no time to explain yeah that no one knows, <laughs> but it's a hedgehog. Seagulls. I'm gonna try to put a video of Kiki doing in that this photo thing dump. In the photo dump, absolutely, so you guys can see. And mm. you're just looking straight through, like, how do we figure this out? Yeah, like, hmm. As an entire ship sails away exactly. from you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's really funny. They're just half stuck in this barrel. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Mew magazine posited the theory that perhaps the Ningen and the Umibozu are one and the same, or that the Ningen are a type of Umibozu. A first-hand account of a modern umibozu sighting came in April of 1971 off the coast of Onagawa, Oshika District, Miyagi Prefecture, when a fishing boat called the 28th Konpira Maru was sailing on a tuna fishing expedition to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, the boat's long line was cut, and a large creature surfaced from the water. Quote, it had many gray-brown wrinkles on its body Ew. and eyes that were about 15 centimeters in diameter, a collapsed nose, and no mouth to be seen. Ooh. Half its body was submerged in murky water, so its whole body could not be ascertained, but it was said to leave a trail as it swam. Ew. It is said that as they got ready to poke it with a harpoon, the monster disappeared into the sea. When an officer of the research lab, the Inyo Suisan Kin Kyoju, at branch office in Yaizu, heard of this account, he explained it away, saying that it was likely that the fishermen were mistaking an organism such as a large fish or whale mm -hmm. for a monster. In other eyewitness accounts, the half of its body that appeared from the water surface was about 1.5 meters in length. So by inferring that its whole body was several times that length, they said that they had never heard of an organism like that and just dismissed it as like sailors being sailors. Like, you know, tall tails on the sea. Right. Like hallucinating. You, yeah. You were drunk. You have jaundice. Right. You have scurvy. Yes. You have syphilis brain. Yeah. Like all of those good old-fashioned illnesses right. of the 1970s <laughs> oh oh the 1970s <laughs> wait a minute i don't know maybe scurvy if Could you be. didn't plan well we're not ruling it out uh, we're in not fact, ruling it out we're ruling it, it in, in. <laughs> in chinese folklore there is a legend of a similar human-like sea creature that is also thought to be related to the umibozu and the ningen this is known as the kiko kutan 
According to legend, when a boat passes over where the Kikokutan is sleeping under the water, it appears suddenly and without warning, and it attempts to overturn the boat completely. Why? Witnesses of, because it's a bitch. <laughs> Witnesses of this creature have described it as, quote, without a head, or at least a bald, smooth, round area oh, where a head no. should be that blends into the body. Ugh. And it is described as having one hand and one leg at least. Oh, my God. Again, this is just like a Chernobyl I know. disaster of a creature. Like a loogie and yes. then that's hardened and then somebody's like oh, put fuck. put a doll arm and a doll leg Yeah, on it. yeah. But it's like half melted. It's like yeah. it was in a fire. Like it's like an ice cream that's melted yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but then froze in the Antarctic tundra. Right. It's just warped. Yes. As the popularity of the Ningen continued in mainstream media, more rumors of alleged sightings circulated the internet. While descriptions of the Ningen differed from person to person, some details remained fairly consistent among accounts. According to Cryptid Wiki, the Ningen, quote, are said to be completely white in color with an estimated length of 20 to 30 meters by conservative accounts. Eyewitnesses describe them having a human-like shape, often with legs, arms, and even five-fingered hands on occasion. Sometimes they are described as having fins or a large mermaid-like tail instead of legs or even tentacles where legs should be. The only visible or identifiable facial features are the eyes and mouth. Mm. Very rarely is a nose or nose-like appendage ever identified. According to one account, crew members on deck observed what they initially thought was a foreign submarine in the distance. When they approached, however, it became clear from the irregular shape of the thing that it was not man-made. It was alive. The creature then quickly sank underwater. There are also whisperings of rumors that the research team that started the online buzz about the Ningen in 2002 were able to take photos and videos of the oh creature during their brief encounter, but yes. that the Japanese government suppressed the images <sighs> in order to avoid the, quote, shame and financial ruin that would come from being associated with the abnormal event. Are you kidding? It would be more like the fame and fortune. Well, you would think, but think about how our own government has suppressed UFOs for 60 years, just like gaslighting our society being like, they don't exist. And then this year came out and was like, yeah, they exist. We just don't know what they are. And we were embarrassed about it. So that's why we just never said <laughs> Pretended anything. that they didn't yeah. exist because we didn't understand Yeah, it. we just didn't that's know. That's actually like a really good point. Like if governments just totally like capitalized on that instead and they just like sold t-shirts that had aliens yeah. on them and stuff. Or like, yeah, hey, you want to watch this really close up view of a ufo with an alien in it yeah guess what it's on pay-per-view for a hundred bucks right i know yeah <laughs> like a like, like a boxing fight like, yeah exactly <laughs> and then we all like buy it yeah yeah the, could make the united so states government is you know just a, a brand we could probably take taxes off for the year like right. we just don't tax our citizens for a year and instead we have a pay-per-view for yeah. alien videos okay so um my fbi agent that's listening to this right now yes Please, can you pass that along? It's a good idea. And we don't even need commission. We just ask that we don't have to pay the pay-per-view. And my RRS agent that's listening, I would pay more taxes if, if listen, this was the situation. Listen, if I had more <laughs> money to give you, I would give it to you if you could show me all of the alien videos. <laughs> By the end of 2008, the Ningen was so popular, Natalia, that a J-pop song entitled... <gasps> 
Nankyoku no Ningen, or Ningen of the Antarctic, was written and produced by Kaiko P and voiced by Hatsune Miku. Have you ever heard of Hatsune Miku? Miku? No, but Hatsune is like a very popular name. So it it's that, I'm sure you've seen it before. It's that animated singer. Like it's what? not a real singer. It's like an AI voice paired oh. with like a very cute looking Japanese girl. Oh, cute. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm not positive. I should have Googled this before saying this. But um, if you are an Ash Nico fan, she did a remix to a song this year. I believe that features Hatsune Miku. If you want to see what she looks like, Natalia's getting her phone out. To I'm YouTube going on it. Instagram. I'm checking out Hatsune. If she's anyone, she'll have an Instagram. That's very true. Hatsune Miku. Oh, she might have a fan page. 124,000 followers. This is her. Let me see. Yes, that's her. You want oh, to describe yeah. her okay, to the yeah. audience? So she is she. Mm, this is awkward. Is she of age? Your guess is as good as mine. She's very youthful in appearance. Yeah, she's like wearing children's clothes and playing with children's things. And she's wearing Your a schoolgirl outfit. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, and she this I don't know. This this balloon says 13 on it. Okay, so she's the 13-year-old anime okay. animated AI it's fine. girl. It's fine. She, you guys, she well, now that I know she's 13, I'm gonna be careful with what I say. This is a female. Correct. Who has blue hair. Correct. Bangs and is wearing pigtails and her hair is incredibly long. Her hair goes down to her feet. Sailor Moon long. Yes. And she is wearing a schoolgirl outfit with a large bow and her skirt is very short and her uh, top is cut in a way that you can see more than the average school uniform Correct. my school uniform was like oh you're showing part of your shoulder you are expelled you're going to hell and jail right <laughs> <laughs> and but she's throwing up peace signs so at least she's happy i don't know there's all kinds of numbers on her she's got a number that says 39 on her thigh and a number that says 01 on her shoulder but then that balloon said 13 i don't know you know maybe she's just an ambiguous age I don't know, but there's a bunch of um, there's a bunch of memes now that I'm looking at with her. Sorry, look at this. What is is she holding a gun? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also just confirmed it is the AI that's in the Ash Nico music video. So if you if you've seen Daisy 2.0, the remix of Daisy, uh, posted by Ash Nico seven months ago. That featured Hatsune Miko. So you absolutely know who this is. Well, this is cool. I love stuff like this. Yeah, me too. It's very cool to me that there's a an AI little Japanese schoolgirl who yeah. is famous and singing about cryptids. Right? Pretty cool. So I searched high and low for this song. I couldn't find it anywhere. So if anyone finds it, please send it to me because I'm very interested in hearing it. Mm -hmm. But I was able to find a still frame from the music video. Yes. Natalia, can you describe this to our listeners? So this is the image and then... At the bottom where it says figure three, if you can read that out loud. Oh my as well. God, this is horrible. It says, Let's go traveling, just the two of us. Hatsune Miku rides a Ningen in the audiovisual text of Kaiko's Nan Koyuku no Ningen. Nan Kyuku, Nan Kyoyuku, Nan whatever. Um, Wow. Okay, so this actually just looks like a sperm with arms and red eyes. Yeah. It literally is a sperm. It it does it does seem it has like a head and a tail. Yes. Yeah. With arms. 
let's go traveling just the two of us. Well, that's romantic. Yeah, you know, well, maybe they're going on an adventure. Yeah, I'm not that's sure. cute. So it shows Hatsune Miku riding this white, it, you know what it looks like? It looks like a beluga whale with arms. Right, or a ghost. I mean, it's just, it doesn't or look Voldemort. natural too. Yeah. yeah. It definitely looks haunted. Absolutely. And in 2016, an article written by Kara O'Neill ran on mirror.co.uk entitled Mysterious Blubbery Monster Human Caught on Camera Swimming in Icy Antarctic Water. Mm. And Natalia, I'd like you to read this article to our listeners. Oh, I would love to. Also, just I feel like these are really hurtful things to say about this cryptid. Like, how is that cryptid going to feel if he reads about him? Like, blubbery piece of shit found. Well, hopefully there's no Wi-Fi under the ocean, but I agree with you. It would definitely harm my self-esteem, and I would stop eating krill and plankton for a while. (laughs) A mysterious monster human (laughs) has been spotted swimming in the icy water of Antarctica in bizarre footage. The giant humanoid appears to have been captured on an underwater camera and looks like it is floating through the ocean. But before viewers can have a proper look, the clip suddenly cuts off. A caption added to the video claims the creature is a ningen, which translates to human in Japanese. The ningen is said to be between 60 and 90 feet in length and has been described as a blubbery whale-like creature whose body vaguely resembles the torso and appendages of a human. These beasts have supposedly been seen in the Pacific, Antarctic, and Atlantic Oceans and are always described as being extraordinarily large with a whitish complexion, according to Mysterious Universe. So if you want to look at, I think there's a video and okay. a photo, but I think one of the links was dead. So whichever link is not dead. Um. Okay, let me try to see. In the photos, I'm seeing like a, a mysterious humanoid creature. Yeah, that's the only way to describe it. It's like a giant shadow with arms and legs and a head. How do you even begin to describe this? It's it's almost like an underwater owl or something. Yeah. It's really terrifying, you guys. I don't think there is a way I can describe this. I mean, it definitely has appendages. Yeah, it has like wings and and I see what they're saying about the vacuous eyes. It, they look like monsters, like straight up, just like unevolved. Right. It's it's like someone was baking cookies and then they took them out too early. It, yes. Yeah. Completely. God spit a loogie and then put it in the microwave. And then now we don't know how microwaves work. So that <laughs> it made that. In 2018, an article entitled Ningen was published to MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Oh, hell yeah. Saying the following, quote, there are scads of rumors concerning men in black-like agents warning witnesses of the Ningen to remain silent about the creatures they claim to have encountered. Mm-hmm. A few Ningen proponents also claim that the bulk of the shoddy photographs and half-baked stories that have been publicly released regarding these creatures were created by this anonymous and clandestine organization to cover up the truth and dismiss the whole notion about these things being real as the ravings of crackpots and hoaxers. So it's like false flags, right? right. It's like, this is a photo of a Ningen. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, it's a Play-Doh claymation that right. my daughter made that I took a photo of in the dark. Also, since I will not tolerate crackpot, crackpot slander on this podcast. Yes, that's right. That's right. 
any student of ufology, the article goes on to say, yes. will realize that this was the same tactic used by the U.S. and many other governments to debunk the very real UFO phenomenon during mm -hmm. the 20th century. That's true. Skeptics suggest that this method was employed to reduce the ever-growing paranoia regarding, quote, flying saucers during the Cold War, but many others believe that they were doing more than preventing panic. They were, and still are, hiding one of the greatest secrets never told. Could the Ningen be yet another chapter in the long lineage of governmental cover-ups? Yeah. To answer your question, Correct absolutely. answer. This sentiment seems to be shared with the vast majority of internet users who have commented on the Ningen phenomenon. An internet user named simply Jong posted the following in 2018. Quote, Ningen sightings seem to occur most frequently at night, making them all the more difficult to photograph. In still images, the sea cryptids mostly just look like ice, though it is said that their smooth human-like skin can be seen when the photographs are enlarged. In any case, no convincing photographs have ever been made public, either because they do not exist or because the government does not want to invite undue scrutiny and tarnish the scientific reputation of the whale research program. What? I, I don't understand tarnish the reputation of the whale like research program. If anything, it'll get people talking about the whale research Gets program. Gets the people going. Yeah. Who's talking about the whale research program right now? No one. No one. Who could be talking about the whale research program right now? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> if you would release the Ningen. Yes. Okay. Natalia. Also, I would go to SeaWorld if they had a Ningen. Right. Just but, saying. But At this point, ethical, I would not then? go. Well, it depends on what kind of creature the Ningen is. Is it a flesh-eating demon right. from the other side? Yeah. I'll go see that at SeaWorld. Is it just a dude trying to live his life? Then no. Oh, you mean the Ningen is just like a normal dude? Yeah. It's like he comes he's from a Ningen, a Ningen society comes, yeah, under like Atlantis and he's normal. just like living his dreams. Right. And maybe he's a singer and that's why he went to the surface and howled terrifyingly at the sailors. Okay. <laughs> in that case, no, I will not see the Ningen at SeaWorld. We live in a Ningen society. We really do. <laughs> Now, Natalia, before I show you some photos and videos of a legend Ningen, what are your thoughts so far? My thought is that there definitely needs to be a bumper sticker that says <laughs> we live in a Ningen society. <laughs> and also the glasses ha always half full With if you're, you're a cannibal. cannibal. You guys, comment if you think we should release a sticker pack <laughs> that has those two <laughs> quotes in it, because I do. My thoughts about this so far are, um, what the fuck? Like, Yeah, what the fuck? Honestly, I'm very invested in this. I'm very interested in I'm this. I'm so glad. Because there's a lot of times that I talk about this off the air. Um, Japan is God's favorite society. This is what Natalia has decided. Yeah. And so if the Japanese are saying that there is a mysterious blob humanoid creature that's cursed walking around and I believe it. And even though I don't like the idea of 1794, if that's when that uh, random titty It was 774. Fish, even worse. Even, even more unbelievable. Right. If 774 exists and there was a weird titty fish that yeah. washed up against the, the rocks there right. and the townspeople came to see it, I'm I believe it. I believe I it. I believe it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also, I, I no, but I, seriously, there's fucking weird ass shit that's down deep in the ocean. Right. Absolutely. It doesn't make sense. Nothing should be able to go that deep. No. There's stuff down there that hasn't evolved for just hundreds of thousands jumbo jets of, years. of pressure. Whatever right. can survive at 50 jumbo jets of pressure is probably going to look pretty fucked up. 
That's true. Yeah. So do you think, oh, this this adds a new layer. Do you think those things are all fucked up because they've been living down so deep? I mean, when we get to the theories, I'm definitely going to talk about some stuff. But first, I want to show you some videos. Oh, thank God. Okay. I'm also wondering if, like, the reason that the Ningen are coming up to the surface is because maybe we're, like, they don't have enough oxygen down there anymore. Yeah, or, like, we're fucking up the environment. The environment, yeah. Okay, I'm seeing a video. It says the Ningen sea creature video. Oh, my gosh. This is straight up. This is a horror movie. What is that? Allegedly, this is a video taken under the ocean. Okay, so whatever this is, its arms are as long as its body. Imagine a person whose like fingertips go down to their toes. Yes. <laughs> yes, very long, long arms. And it doesn't, I don't like looking at it. It's very uncomfortable. It's So it's only a few seconds long, and then the video you I'm showing you to is on a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild looking. Now, yeah. let me show you the second video. As you as you further explain, while I get that set up, maybe you can further explain to people just how creepy that first video was. Yeah, so that video was black and white, and it's like kind of like the UFO videos. Like there's all kinds of numbers on the side and stuff, so it looks like it's been taken by like a research camera or something that's telling you what depth it's at, et cetera, et cetera. And it's um, really scary. Like, it's also scary, too, because you don't know the scale that you're looking yeah. at. Is what I'm looking at, you know, the size of, like, a little Finding Nemo fish? Right. Um, a clownfish? Or is this the size of a house? Yeah. Is this the Golden Gate Bridge? Right. Oh, my God. Godzilla so creature creepier. underneath the water. Okay. This next video that I'm watching says clip one. It's very... What is this? I don't know what I'm quite looking at yet. Um... What the fuck is it? What am I looking at? It's a very grainy video and there's something white in the middle of it, but I don't understand what I'm looking at. It yeah, just looks like blobs, like weird blobs. Uh, hot blob summer. Hot blob summer. There's, yeah, Alyssa, why would you show this to me? What it's, is this? It's a thing of nightmares. Okay, here's the next clip. I'm trying to, how would I even describe that to a blind listener? It kind of looks like, Jacks, you know that game you can play jacks? Yeah. If you took the jacks and they were all white and then you sort of melted them and it's like just these weird sort of like spindly objects yeah. spinning like, around. Like you took the jacks and you put them outside in Arizona yeah. for only two seconds. Right. And they'd melt into a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's third okay, clip. This is deep underwater, I can tell. It looks oh, I can see the the ground. There's like sand on the floor. It's the seafloor. Okay, and then we're approaching some sort of object that looks like a giant bulbous rock and looks like two eyes on it, maybe. Two eyes on the rock? Is yeah, that Yeah, you see that? Yeah. It's it's That's, something. That is very creepy. Is that alive? It you oh, you. Oh my god, it's horrible. It just keeps getting worse. Yeah, that's a horrible. It does kind of look like a rock with two gumballs. For eyes. Yes. But the next picture that came up was like a manatee to show. Like it, what it could be. Right. It does sort of look like a manatee, but it also, it's clearly not a manatee. It's I agree. It's like a manatee's evil cousin that's also yeah. a rock. Oh, for sure. Um, Now I'm going to load another video for you. You guys have to go to the Instagram and look at this photo dump because it is scary. It's scary. I don't like it. And yet here we are oh no wait i already showed you this video no worries okay 
So now I'm going to show you some pictures. So this is the cover of Mew Magazine when they did an article on the um, Ningen. So this is an artist rendition, obviously. So that mm -hmm. was the Fate Magazine equivalent that's in Japan. Okay, this looks like someone's palm like is reaching for water. But then where the wrist is, instead of a wrist, it's like a head. That's yes. what it looks like. It's, pretty, it's got like it's, multiple appendages on it. Here's an alleged photo of a Ningen. Oh, my God. Okay, so this photo, the Ningen in it is like literally like miles long. It's very long. And allegedly, this photo was taken at night and then brightened up. Then there's this one, which you already saw. Yeah, that's um, that is definitely like an owl, for sure. An underwater like owl. A, but it's weird because they look like they're across with like a stone or something. That right. one's really creepy. So this is an artist rendition. Yeah, of a Ningen. in this artist rendition, they have a boat for scale, and the Ningen is like a hundred times larger than the boat, which is very scary. It's pretty fucking creepy. Uh, and then here are the last two artist renditions. Yeah, it looks like a ghost with wings. And then, I mean, yeah, there are all different kinds. That's the thing is like some of these photos, it has arms. Some of the artist renditions, it has wings. Some of them, it has tail. Some of them, it has legs. So they're basically just these weird amorphous creatures that we don't understand. Correct. They're all Ningen. Yeah, they're but all But I guess Ningen. like people, we all look different. That's very, hey, that's actually a very woke thing to say. Um, <laughs> so here is... The last artist <laughs> rendition. Okay, this one, this one is like on an iceberg walking, but it like doesn't have arms. It only has legs, and then like where the waist is is just like a sad face. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of cute too. That one. I know oh yeah, and then cute. here's this is supposedly a photo. I call bullshit. Um, it looks like a photoshopped. That looks like an iceberg. Yeah, or something. Something. It's supposed to be a Ningen breaching. Right. It looks like an iceberg breaching. But okay. maybe icebergs are Ningen. You know they what? Sort of, they, they look like half... Who's to say? <laughs> who's who's, who's to, to say? say? They look like half rock or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, so now, Natalia, we're going to get into the theories. Okay. Theory number one. This is just an internet hoax based on Neon Genesis Evangelion. Have you ever heard of Neon Genesis Evangelion? Or Evangelion? It's an anime. I haven't watched it. I've seen it. Yes. I've seen the like preview for it. Perfect. So this is something that two channel users picked up on almost immediately. Neon Genesis Evangelion is a Japanese anime television series that broadcast on TV Tokyo from October 1995 to March 1996. It was extremely popular and featured a character who some say looks remarkably similar to the description given by part-timer on 2chan hmm. two, or 2channel. However, part-timer responded to this allegation on 2channel claiming that her friend, Mr. F, had actually never seen that anime, so she believed him. So, Natalia, this is the creature from the anime that people think the Ningen looks like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I'll post it to the Instagram as well. Mm, I think that this photo you're showing me of um what the ningen is supposedly formed by looks like it could just be anything like it looks like a creepy old ghost with long arms but also like a witch or something with like you know yeah. weird i it's hard it, i don't believe that the ningen 
is derived from that because that's like saying a witch is derived from a spindly tree or something. Yeah, it's like, it's like they have things in common. Things in common, but yeah, it's hard. Like, who's to say? Yeah, who's to say? <laughs> also, this creature that I just showed you is supposed to be the artist's rendition. It's like um the guy who who made the anime. It's his idea of what an angel creature would look like. So right. it doesn't even live in the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Theory number two. A known animal being misidentified as an unknown creature. No. What? No. So some people say it could be a giant squid. It could be a very large whale. It could be a fucked up whale. Maybe like that like lost a battle. Mm. It could be a manatee, but manatees are not that big. And, and they don't so live in the Antarctic. No. And some people say, okay, what if it's a giant albino ray, like a manta ray that uh. just hasn't been discovered yet? So I'm just going to show you a, a picture of an albino manta ray and imagine a, an even bigger one. <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> wow. Here we go. Let me see if this is... Okay, guys. So imagine a manta ray, but then imagine it just slightly larger... Right. Imagine if a manta ray was even bigger. I'm stalling because I have an ad playing in front of this oh, YouTube video. Perfect. So, guys, imagine. Okay, you know a manta ray, right? Yeah, like imagine a manta ray. You know, but, like you go but, to the zoo yeah. or the aquarium. Yes. Yeah, but bigger. But bigger. So, yeah. it's as if you took a manta ray <laughs> and then were to enlarge it <laughs> so that it's larger. Yes. Okay. You know what? If you took a manta ray, <laughs> and you know, like shrinky dinks, those things right. that were that were on TV where like you take a picture and you shrink it down. Yes. It's the opposite. So you take the <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm looking at a video of a manta ray. And okay, so it really reminds me of a normal manta ray, but then this one's swimming around <laughs> in the ocean. So, like, you know how you have, like, when you're younger, you see, like, a picture of a manta ray? This is like that, except it's moving. And it's and it's albino, right? And it's albino. It's in real time, which is, like, a manta ray, but albino. Yes. So, picture a manta ray, but bigger, <laughs> but bigger and, and albino. albino. And that's an albino manta ray. Okay. Okay. It's pretty big. It is pretty big. It's, it's pretty larger big. than a normal manta ray. It is. It, it, I'm so, that's a really astute <laughs> observation. It certainly is. Okay. Theory number three, an alien. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. This theory comes from something that's been popping up in the news more and more lately. Some people believe that aliens are not coming from outer space, but are in fact coming from deep within the unexplored areas of our planet's oceans. What? And this theory has two subcategories. Those who believe that the aliens originate from our oceans and those who believe that They're the nasty. aliens originate from another planet but have made their base deep within yeah. the ocean. They're nesting. And this theory is gaining more and more popularity, especially this year, due to the fact that the majority of the UFO or UAP videos that have been released to the public by the U.S. government show UFOs seen over water. And in fact, in some of the videos released, the public has hypothesized, or many people that study these videos have hypothesized, that you can actually see UFOs being submerged in the water. So they, they are seen by these fighter jets flying over the ocean, and then they actually dive into the ocean. Oh, wow. So I'm going to show you like 20 seconds of this episode from Ancient Aliens Season 6 posted Perfect. to the History Channel's YouTube channel. Um, I don't want to get a copyright strike, so that's why I'm only showing you 20 seconds. Okay. But you know what? Figure it out. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Okay, so that clip just said that 
they see UFOs rising out of the oceans where old World War II battleships had sank. Right, which makes sense because a lot of UFOs are spotted over like nuclear sites or where nuclear bombs are dropped. So they might be studying all of our war memorabilia or all of our weapons of destruction that we've created over the years. They're trying to figure out if we're a threat or not. Right. And in fact, the U.S. government has admitted that they have a subcategory for UFOs that are called USOs, and that's unidentified submerged objects. Mm -hmm. And they have confirmed that they have spotted USOs on ship uh, submarine radars that they can't explain. So they see this thing on the radar, and then they go over to it, and it's not there anymore. But it shows up on the radar. No. Okay. That's, ugh, I just hate the idea of yes. that. Just being underwater. And then there's, and there's some something down there with that's you. Huge. They're like, oh, we're detecting something that's 10 times larger than our boat. Yes. Yeah, so what if it's a Ningen? And what if it's an alien? Yeah. Okay. Theory number four, cryptid. Among this theory are several subcategories. Some believe that the Ningen is a type of mermaid-like creature. Mm-hmm. Others believe that the Ningen is a ghost or paranormal entity, which is what a yokai is. Yes. Others argue that the creature is too big to be part human and therefore must be something else, such as an aquatic sloth, perhaps an evolutionary descendant of the Thalassochnus. Aquatic sloth? Hold on to your butt because I'm going to show you. What the fuck? Some some stuff. Natalia. Can you do that? Can you just be like, this is an aquatic horse. You can do anything you want to do on this podcast and in this life, (laughs) especially if you're a cannibal. Natalia, I'm going to show you a picture of this aquatic sloth. Okay. And let me know what you think. This is from a dinosaur book. So we know that this this is a real thing that okay, it had existed new, in the past. This is my absolute new favorite cryptid. Yeah. So I'm sloth. I'm looking at a sloth. And just guys, just imagine a sloth, but instead right. of on the land, right. it's underwater. And it's it's white. Take a sloth, make it bigger. Right. Yeah. Enlarge it. Enlarge it. Make it bigger. Make it albino. Put it under the water. And it's swimming. So Put instead of climbing, yes. <laughs> instead of climbing, it's actually swimming. And instead of breathing, it's it's actually holding its breath, right? Because it still has to come up for air. <laughs> it looks like a yeah. It looks like a really big guinea pig or something. Oh, that's terrifying. Honestly, that looks like the most like the Ningen. Oh, because okay, so you know how sloths have really long arms, yes. and the Ningen has really long arms. Yes, and appendages. There's there's some credence to this. Yeah, there. This actually does seem kind of legit. And but I, what's he doing in Antarctica? Well, did he survive in the permafrost that is now melting? You be the judge. And then here's um to scale. So it right. shows a human and then all the different kinds of prehistoric sloths and then the Whoa, these are real sloth. things that exist. Yeah, so these are skeletons oh, that have been found. Okay. So I'm looking at something that shows the you the scale. So it's showing like a person and then it's showing right next to it a sloth, and then it shows these like prehistoric sloths. And they're literally like the size of dinosaurs. Yes. And this like is like a T Rex, but a sloth. There's like dinosaurs are cryptids essentially. Yes. Yeah. So who's to say that deep down there's not some leftover There's, prehistoric yeah. dude. Exactly. Thing. Just, just chilling. And also, humans can't naturally survive in Antarctica anyway, which is why right. there are no people in Antarctica right. except for researchers. Yeah. And they're so, sad. Yeah. So there could be things down there that we just don't know about. Right. Okay. Also within this theory, so the cryptid theory, are those who believe that the Ningen might be a descendant species of Aquilolamna? Milarkay, a recently discovered species of shark that we do know for a fact existed. Wow. Convergently evolved 
and perhaps it evolved um okay no let me re-say this sorry okay. this is a very confusing concept take a shark yes take a manta ray okay splat them splat them together they splossed together yes we know that this existed it's a mix yes we know that this existed and it's real what and here is artist rendition because I didn't want to show you the bones because the bones oh. you like really don't get to know the soul of something when right. you just look like if like you, we talked about earlier. Right, with, if you just saw my brain, yeah, you wouldn't know. You'd be like, "What the fuck are you?" Yeah, yeah. Look, now I'm looking at you. I know you're a Dodgers fan. Yeah, I know you like pink. Yes, I know you are a podcaster. I know but if that I'm, just I'm looking sweating. at your bones. Yeah, who the fuck is it? Right. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm looking at pictures of it. Literally looks like a shark with just long ass. Manta Ray. This to me it. looks like the Ningen. It does look like the Ningen. It looks a lot like the Ningen. Um, it's really scary too. So imagine, if, <laughs> imagine if you took a Ningen, but it was actually a shark, right? Mixed with a Manta Ray. People are gonna be so pissed <laughs> off at us this episode because we're just trolling. For the last 30 minutes, it's oh, just so, us Okay, trolling. sorry if this is your first episode to listen to, but really, it does look like it that. It does look like that. I don't that. know how else to describe it besides if you take a Ningen and make it into a shark manta ray. Right. Take a shark, take a manta ray, take it together. Right. And that's do it up. Okay, theory number five. <laughs> theory number five. Now, this is a very interesting theory that our, that our English majors might enjoy. Oh, well, I speak English. Maybe I'll understand. <laughs> An allegory for Japanese guilt over the immorality of whaling. Oh. Now, stay with me. I understand immediately. Okay. If you don't understand immediately, let me just elaborate. Essentially, Japan used to hunt whales with great frequency for food, right? To right. eat them. However, when whaling became illegal in the 1980s, Japan was unable to legally hunt whales. But from 1987 to 2019, Japan found a loophole in the international law that allowed them to continue whaling as long as it was for, quote unquote, scientific purposes. Mm. Proponents of this theory think that the tale of the Ningen is actually meant to incite guilt amongst those who continue to hunt whales despite the fact that many whales are endangered. Right. Perhaps the tale is meant to represent the idea that whales are worthy of life much in the same way that humans are. Mm -hmm. So if you say that you saw this whale that had human-like qualities, yeah. maybe what you're really doing is putting a seed of doubt in these people right. who go on these quote-unquote scientific research whale hunts. Right to study whales, but actually okay. they're just bringing whales back to eat. Now, I do want to make a side note. I am not making any moral judgment on this. I am not from Japan. I am not Japanese. I do not understand whale hunting. I do not understand the cultural relevancy. I do not understand the ecological repercussions. I am just relaying one of the theories circling the internet regarding the Ningen. Now, I just want to say that I was very wrong in thinking that I understood immediately what it was. I thought what you were saying was that the allegory for guilt over whale hunting had come to life. Like oh, as if like our sadness had come out and manifested into this like demonic thing that comes out. Okay. And it's like, I it's like a that. personification of our guilt. Right. Right. That's like not, we're yeah. seeing ourselves That's not what I'm whale. saying, but that could be theory number six. Okay. Theory number six is that. Theory number five, an allegory is just basically a made up story, yeah. but it's made up to teach you some, a lesson. Some, yeah. Kind of like a fable, yeah. but it's it uses a lot of metaphors. So it's like this whale that's right. a human, it doesn't come out and tell you at the end. Like a fable is at the end, it's like uh, the fox and the tortoise. Yeah. 
moral of the story, slow and steady wins the race. And right. allegory is like, what the fuck does this mean? And right. you have to read them in English class and kill yourself. And al- what's a famous allegory? Um, Maybe like... Uh, well, most most literature can be an allegory. Right. If you if you're just like oh this is a, this is a story of to kill a mockingbird like on the yeah. face of it it's this guy who kills a mockingbird just kidding that's not what it's about <laughs> okay like of mice and men yes it's it's like on the outside it's about a guy who accidentally kills a woman and his friend has to shoot him so that he doesn't have to right. suffer the consequences of his and I actions. don't I honestly it's been so long since I read that book that I don't even remember what it, what okay. it was trying to tell us yeah. That's your English lesson from Let's Get Haunted, guys. Hey, read a book. Okay, so, <laughs> Natalia, the final theory that I had on here, besides your theory, so that's theory number right. six, is like maybe it's just all these bad vibes manifested yeah. into some sort of entity, which is totally possible. We talked about that in the um, Escape from a Sea Monster episode. Right. It could also be just some fucking paranormal entity, like a ghost, something yeah. that's not even tangible. Right, like there's not even an explanation for it because right. it's just this one ghost that lives in the ocean. Yeah, that just keeps popping up over yeah, and over it's like, again. I don't know how else to describe, like, explain it to you. There's exactly. a ghost. There's lives a in ghost. The ocean. Sometimes you see it. Sometimes you don't. Take a man ray, make it bigger, <laughs> make it albino. It's a ghost. Okay, so now I'm gonna read my sources for this episode, and then I want to hear right. your thoughts. Okay. You're gonna hear them. My sources for this episode are page thirty of the book Supernatural by Kale Novak. A Wikipedia article entitled Ningen Folklore, an article entitled Ningen by Felicity Greenland and Philip Hayward, published to Shima Journal, an article entitled Why Does So Much of the Ocean Remain Unexplored and Unprotected by Emily Petsko, published June 8, 2020 to Oceana.org, an article entitled Mysterious Blubbery Monster Human Caught on Camera Swimming in Icy Antarctic Water by Kara O'Neill, published 18th of March, 2016 to mirror.co.uk. The Wikipedia article on Umibozu, an article on Ningen published to Cryptid Wiki, an article entitled Ningen published February 23rd, 2018 to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, an article published to Vertigo22.com on December 29th, 2019 entitled Decimistry 2019-29 Ningen, mm. <laughs> and finally, an article published to the Animal Welfare Institute entitled Japanese Whaling. Okay. Give me your thoughts, Natalia. Well, as much as I like the sloth idea, right? it's hard for me to believe, because sloths are mammals, it's hard for me to believe that a mammal could have survived so for such a long time throughout prehistoric times or whatever, mm-hmm. and is just swimming in the ocean or whatever. But whales are mammals, and they live in the ocean. Oh, I forgot. Well, the... Oh, hmm. This really fucks up my idea. <laughs> um, yeah, well, then I guess well, I fuck guess, me. Yeah, it could be, could be a sloth. But, but I feel like a whale, a whale is like a loophole mammal, you know? Right. Like it's like a the fish. platypus. The platypus yeah. is, is a loophole it's mammal. It's a fake thing. Yeah. You know, and it's like... it's Does it exist? <laughs> I've never seen one in person, so I'm a little bit skeptical. They're actually really cute. I've seen TikToks of them like swimming oh, around in a it. river. All right. I yeah. need to go on TikTok after it's this. It's cute. I deleted mine because I, I, was, I was getting too addicted. Yeah. 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 Um, but enough that. about me. Back to the Ningen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Uh, I okay. So I guess it could be the sloth. But for some reason, my my mind just can't picture a sloth 
being in the Antarctic, like right. where like there's an right. icebreaker fucking ship. I understand. You know, what you're saying. like yeah. I feel like it wouldn't have survived there. It's hard for me to even believe whales can survive there, but I know they can. Yeah, it's a thing. They must be miserable, right? Um, I do feel like the shark manta ray thing. It did look a lot like that. But sh- do sharks live in that cold of water? I don't like what lives in that cold All of right, water. Let me Google it Let's, because now I'm now you've got me. How cold can thinking, sharks get before they die? Google how cold, cold can, can a shark, shark get? get. <laughs> Humans uh, don't normally get in water that cold. I'm just reading the first okay. thing that pops up. The king of the endothermic sharks is the salmon shark or Lamna detropis. The internal body temperature of salmon sharks have been recorded to reach up to 60.1 degrees Fahrenheit or 15.6 degrees Celsius greater than the sea surface temperature. That doesn't answer my question. What is the coldest temperature a shark can survive at? Yeah. 41 degrees Fahrenheit. No. So that's way warmer. Yeah. But in this theory, it's a prehistoric shark. So it doesn't abide by normal shark. Yes. Correct. I okay my favorite theory to me is that it's like a giant ghost sort of thing I I I really liked the idea that it's this entity that's just you know my idea <laughs> that it's this entity <laughs> that just has been bad created vibes. yeah by p- humans fucking up the environment and it's kind of like the soul of mother nature like mother nature's more evil twin like one of those you know how there's like different seasons have different um like goddesses and gods and yeah whatever this is like the deep dark colds god that's coming up and oh. we're seeing it we're seeing yeah yeah i can get behind that also to hearken back to an episode that you did on mm-hmm. cargo cults yes what you know and that goes back to the theory if you guys don't know what we're talking about no time to explain go back to the anunnaki episode yes. if we are a cargo cult right then our gods are just beings mm-hmm. that came here yes that we don't understand right so could the shark manta ray god mm-hmm. be our god right and then we're the cargo cult it could be it could be and that also combines the alien theory but he's, what is he giving us just meats <sighs> mystery mystery he's the power of imagination he's fulfilling our imagination yeah right we need some wonder in the world. If there were no mysteries of the world, life would be boring. I need to know more about this 790, 774. Yeah, it's an old year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever washed up a, on the shore of that year, I need to know more about it. I right. need to know. Yeah, that the titty fish. Yeah. Yeah. What about it was feminine? Was it like a... Uh, or Was a it soft? Or... To harken back to <laughs> what we were talking about a moment ago, are these mermaids? Well, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because I actually didn't put it in here. Yeah. And mermaids aren't like this, you know, we traditionally think of a mermaid as being like a very sexualized feminine creature. Right. So maybe this is a mermaid. So in Japan, mermaids are translated as human fish or ningyo. Mm. Ningyo. I could be saying it wrong. But. They're pretty sure that these aren't mermaids because the Japanese have a lot of depictions of mermaids. They have their own word for it. Right. And this one seems to not fit that description. So I'm just going to show you really quick what a, a Japanese mermaid looks like. looks like. Oh, um, yeah. So this this looks like a fish, like literally like scales and fins. And then it just has a girl's face. Yeah. 
where like I feel like my traditional mermaid that I think of is, is from sexier. Western culture. Yeah. yeah. It's like at the top half is a, just a normal girl. And then from her hips down is like a fin. Yes. Correct. This one is like just a straight up fish with a girl's face. With a girl's face. So whatever it is, since these sailors were Japanese, since the poster on the Japanese 4chan is Japanese, yeah. they're pretty sure it wasn't a ningyo or Japanese mermaid because they would that language would already exist. Right. And the person was pretty adamant that it's something that has never been seen before and that they just call it ningen. Right. Human. I it does kind of have the fact that it's only been seen by whalers or like big ships or whatever makes me think that it does have some sort of negative connotation connotation yeah like it really just the idea of like this old ghostly soul coming up from the water you Mm -hmm. know that's there was a one artist photo that you showed me where it was like a little boat and then the ningen was underneath the water and it was like literally like a hundred times larger than the boat and it had like this sort of ghostly tail that goes under the water down into the deep that's kind of I feel like this is related. You know, like it's like yeah. a very like, it's a spirit. Yeah, I definitely think it could be a spirit. I think it, it's definitely a paranormal entity, yes. right? Whether it's an alien, a yokai, a shark manta ray, that's haunted. So, the alien idea is very interesting I love too. the alien idea. Yeah, but, but to me, it doesn't seem intelligent like i always think of an alien as being super intelligent because they would have to do interstellar travel and they would have had to figure out physics or some sort of math that we haven't even discovered yet to be able to get here because we haven't figured out how to do that so it must be really fucking hard therefore they must be really smart yeah so why would it be coming to the surface screaming with its snaggle mouth and then disappearing back under this ice Right. It yeah. doesn't necessarily seem that intelligent unless well, it like operates in some other like light way form that we can't way. even yeah. understand. Or yeah, maybe it was trying to talk and we just don't understand it. Right. We're yeah. and we're just so vapid and so judgmental as a species that we see something that's ugly and we're like, Oh, it's just screaming with its like vacuous yeah. eyes. Oh, it it's... must be trying to murder me, but right. actually it's trying to give us the cure. For autoimmune disease. Right. Give it to us, you yeah. bitch. It's like, look into yeah. my eyes. And we're like, it's vacuous eyes. I, we're staring at Oh, my at God. Me. Yeah. It's exactly. like, if you would just look for long enough and not scream, I could, like, transmit all this information into your brain. Yeah. If you just look into my ugly eyes, yeah. I could give you life for 150 more years. Right. It's a tuck everlasting situation. Yes. But instead of a spring of magical water, it's a... Fish human. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? So which theory is your favorite in closing? I hate when you make me do this. I think, well, I'll tell you what mine is. My favorite's always going to be the alien one. Yeah. 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 I think that'd be really cool if there's an underwater alien base and that these are just the aliens that live in our oceans. I think mine is, I think mine's the one that I made up. Not just because I made it up, but obviously... I understand that. That's why I expressed it. Yeah. And the rest that's of them I don't understand. Towards. Right? Yeah. The rest of them I don't understand. I, I feel like it's just, yes, it's like an amalgamation of just all of the hurt and pain and evilness that's in our world right now and, you know, in the in regards to the environment. Yeah. And to be clear, the Japanese are not the only 
country that like Japan is not the only country that whales. I wasn't I mean? just thinking about whales. I was thinking about pollution. I was thinking oh, yeah. about, you know, like global warming. global warming. Yeah. I was thinking about just, you know, drinking uh, like uh, something and not recycling it. Just right. like all of yeah, it. All that weird trash island that we know is hanging yes. out in the middle of the ocean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the <sighs> the ocean god is like, look, this is what you want. This is what this your is... radioactive sludge has yes, created. Exactly. This is the spawn this of my your son. hubris. This is my son, and you will look him in the eyes. Yes, and he will, and eyes. he will sing to you. You will allow him to karaoke. My heart will go on. <laughs> yeah, and you will like it. I feel sorry for the Ningen. Well, he might be living his best life. He might be the hottest Ningen out there. Hot Ningen summer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So, Natalia, do you want to do our sign-off? Yeah, I really liked this episode. Thank you. Nice I'm job. glad. I was fully paying attention the whole time. Good. I'm very glad. Yeah. And as a friendly reminder, you guys go check out at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram, at Let's Get Haunted on Twitter, reddit.com slash r slash Let's Get Haunted, facebook.com slash Let's Get Haunted, and youtube.com forward right. slash c forward slash Let's Get Haunted. Natalia. And I just want to say that's not optional. Alyssa made no. it sound like the, that was optional. She You're said, right. I have a tendency to sound like it's optional. And it's yeah, not. it's not optional. You have to go check out those. Yeah. Otherwise, the Ningen will come out of your bathtub while you're bathing and make you stare into its vacuous eyes. Um, BRB, I got to go make my eyes more vacuous <laughs> so I can have a hot Ningen summer. Bye. Bye. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.